Tabernacle. We return to a silent session <coughs> of Shamata. Um, Brett, thank you for the chart um, that you made of the <coughs> five obscurations, I think it was, yeah? Um, the chart looks good, uh, but I'd like to make a generic comment about the chart itself, but more, more broadly. What I didn't see uh, as you listed the five obscurations was how the five dhyana factors map onto the five obscurations as antidotes, just as the four immeasurables, when each, any, any one of them goes astray within the four immeasurables, there's already a built-in antidote, right? This is the beauty of these two practices, is that we don't really need any imports. The antidotes are built into the system. And so, if we get caught up in sensual craving and so forth, it's single-pointed attention. And so you re recall, so that's very important. And this brings, and these comments can be really short, uh, this brings then to mind really a central theme of shamatha altogether, and it's all about the cultivation of, of sati, generally translated as mindfulness, terribly defined as just moment-to-moment -moment awareness of whatever's occurring in the present moment. It's a perfectly good definition, but it's absolutely not a definition from Buddhism. Uh, because it is so much a matter of recollection, and that is as you're actually practicing, to remember what are the five obscurations. To remember what is laxity and what is excitation. To remember what are the antidotes. To remember how to apply the antidotes. To remember what mindfulness and introspection are. This is all built in. And if you don't remember those things, your practice will be really shoddy. Because you have, you have to remember the instructions. And then definitely, moment to moment, maintaining this ongoing flow of mindfulness of whatever, whatever your meditative object is, but also the perspective memory, just in case, on the outside chance that in the future, you might fall into laxity or dullness, or any of the five obscurations, that you actually anticipate that, recognize it when it happens, and recall what to do. So I think there's a wealth of research here um, in terms of exploring, this could be years and years of research, the relationship between mindfulness, as defined in the Buddhist tradition, and memory, recollection. I mean, this might have enormous relevance for aging, for the loss of memory that goes, so, goes off, so often goes with aging when one gets into 70s, 80s, and so forth, let alone Alzheimer's and other forms of cognitive oh, deterioration with old age. Um, and bearing in mind, so just the fact that this moment-to-moment -moment awareness of breathing, for example, that that's given the same term as remembering what you had for breakfast and remembering where you lived when you were five years old. It's the same term. They certainly, the Buddha and the great Buddhist contemplatives, scholars and so forth after that, certainly could have, could have come up with two terms. There's a wealth of cognitive terminology in Buddhism, but they use the same term. Mindfulness of breathing, mm, in, out, in, out, and remembering, you know, how to break bound, uh, bake brownies. Same term. And then if we recall that if with the achievement of shamatha, and then really exercising that ability, it is said, true or false, it is said, you can then develop recollection of past lives. And many of you have now reported to me in your one-on-one -on -one meetings with me how you'd be cruising along, practicing mindfulness of breathing, and suddenly out of the blue comes some memory from 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And that is extremely common. And not only a memory, but a sense this is a valid memory. Well, interesting. 
You know? So could the sustained rigorous practice of shamatha actually delay, postpone, or annul cognitive deterioration, loss of memory as one gets older? Could it? I don't know. But maybe it would be a good thing to check out. And if mindfulness really could open up even re recollection of past lives, and not only just, I was Joe Doe living in Argentina, or Juan Juando, <laughs> Jose Doe, living in Argentina, but actually recall some of the things I knew and learned, insights that I gleaned in a past life. Well, that would be pretty significant, I think. Yeah. Let's practice.
Enjoy your day.